What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. good y'all i'm back with another podcast i know y'all missed me and i have a special guest and again i always say that all my guests are special even the nobodies probably shouldn't have said that but (laughs) here is my guest and i'm gonna allow him to introduce himself what's good everyone my name is pierre Mador. i am a singer songwriter producer for the greater part of the last 22 years i've had the pleasure of working with um, several artists. As my career started with uh, Jagged Edge. From there, I was able to work with uh, Patti LaBelle, Belle DeVoe, Marcus Houston, Omarion, Mary J. Blige, Usher, Rick Ross, uh, Diddy, Sierra, uh, several other names, and the Irie. Aren't you looking at plaques on your wall? (laughs) I'm like, hold on, let me, okay. Yeah, no. um, Yeah, we've been been blessed for sure. That's amazing. Now, I remember when I went to your home studio with Tamel and I noticed the Latoya Luckett plaque on your wall. And if anybody knows me, I obsess. I I don't, I don't use the word obsessed, but I love Latoya Luckett. I love Latoya. Um, So... Um, I was like, okay, this is a heavy hitter. And then I already knew that you were from the corner boys. So I didn't like, uh, uh, I just played, you know, I always played cool. You know, I always For try sure. to make, you know, act like I don't Wait, know. when was this? When did, this when is did, 2014. Uh, oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that too. Man. Yeah. That was a minute ago. <laughs> I ain't been oh, to Atlanta since either. And Tamel's always telling me I need to, to fly out there. And sure. now's the perfect time since tickets is only like a hundred dollars, like for round trips. See? Yeah, but the way yeah. that COVID is sitting yeah. in the air, I don't know about that. <laughs> COVID is in the air, but I tell you, Atlanta, Atlanta is still open as if it's not. Yeah, so. it's been like that for a minute. I've heard. Yeah. The one thing I, I do want to know about Atlanta is why are they always shooting up the malls. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if I could answer that, I would. I would be the police chief. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what show. Well, let's just get into some dialogue. Speaking of COVID and everything with, you know, the pandemic and social injustice yeah. and everything that we experienced last year in 2020, how has that shaped how you move, how you do things or just, you know, your vision on, on life? Well, it's it COVID hit home for me personally. Uh, I uh, had it back in November, well, October. Um, and then uh, i Ended up in the ICU for about eight di- eight days um, because that. of it. I remember Tamal telling me to yeah. pray for you. Yeah, it was very it's very grave. I actually was um I was in an induced coma for three days, the first three days, um, because of swelling in my brain. Uh, apparently, my my experience with it was extreme. You know, so <clears throat> I didn't have the breathing situation so much. But I had other pre-existing conditions with my health 
that kind of set the backdrop for it to kind of wreak havoc. So um, it, it affected me personally in a very real way. And um, to the extent that it woke me up to like the need to make self-care a priority, taking care of my health. So that has been priority one since I've been home, um, making sure that I'm making better decisions with my eating, with my rest, you know, those things have been really priority, even above the work and the scheduling. Like the first thing I worked on after I got better was finishing Tamel's project. So that was a great step back. But even with that, I, uh, I was very measured in my time in terms of how much I was um, measuring it out. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, COVID taught me to, uh, or has taught me to prioritize self-care above um, just my ambition, you know? Because if you're not alive, all that ambition doesn't even really matter. So yeah, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, just putting health first, personal health first, and um, everything else al- aligns after that. I feel that. And what what are your, your stands on mental health? I know that in the black community specifically and in males, it's like a, ta- a taboo to, to talk about mental health. You know, they tell you to just go drink some Robitussin and shut up or something, you know. <laughs> but mental health is a, a serious thing that a lot of people deal with, whether it be depression or just other, yes. other things. Um. Honestly, my experience with that was even uh, triggered last year. I uh, I lost my biological father, and uh, that sent me in an emotional tailspin of sorts. I had to really, um, I had to go talk to somebody. I had to like oh, talk to somebody who wasn't family, who didn't know me. You know what I'm saying? Like to really just get these thoughts out and also gain some added perspective. Um, So, yeah, I mean, as far as mental health, I think within our community, it's a stigma because we think we don't need it. You know what I mean? We think we're above the breakdown. And I mean, what life has taught me is to, uh, to be humble, you know, and be honest with yourself. You know, um, when life happens, nothing can uh buffer that nothing can buffer you from life happening life is going to happen at some point so when it does finding healthy ways to uh to express your thoughts and having an authentic exchange is is imperative you know i would encourage anybody like if you're having any any issues at all talk to someone you know reach out to somebody and uh, yeah, get, gain some added perspective. <clears throat> I mean, even in that experience, <clears throat> um, speaking to my counselor helped me realize, you know, things are going to happen, but as long as you're alive, there's hope, you know? Yeah. There's hope to make better choices. There's hope to have better experiences and ultimately hope to uh, persevere through whatever challenges are present. Yeah, I felt that this year, last year during the pandemic and the social injustice, I was pretty chill. I was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But then this year when I had my own experience with the, the cops over a lie that someone said that I was. Uh, really? 
Yeah, they said that I was with five dudes and black guys and that we were following somebody, which all was true. I was with my what? two two under two, two underage cousins that are both girls. They had six or seven cop cars pull us over. So I just had to act cool, you know, but like that like oh. took me in a in a spin of like dang, you know, you like you could be doing nothing wrong and still something, you know, can happen. Yeah. Um so that yeah. That had me down for about like a month or so, and I just remember hearing this song years ago by um, Jay Moss called uh, I don't know what the song's called, but in the song he talks about how sometimes his faith isn't he feels like his faith isn't strong enough, and yeah. for the first time that's kind of how I was feeling. Like usually my faith can get me through anything else, but I felt like okay, well maybe my faith ain't strong enough right now. But I soon st- I guess snapped out of it or you know talked to people and. Uh, Felt better. Did, how did how did you how did you actively handle that? Did you did you go and speak to like a licensed therapist, or yeah. did you just find her? Yeah. Um. So my day job, I'm not going to name them because they don't get those have no credit. But my day job offers a uh, free counseling and stuff. So I was able to uh, okay. through the insurance, I should say, I was able to speak to somebody in regards to that. But it's even hard in itself that because you're speaking to somebody, and for me, even like with doctors and stuff, I prefer them to be black just for the simple fact, not to say that any other race doctors is not going to be good. It's just that I need you to understand what I'm going through. And if you're not black for some, for some things, like I can tell you and express to you how I feel, but if you really don't get it, there's nothing that I can do to make you understand. I totally get that. Yeah. You got to have the the perspectives balanced out for sure. Yeah. But um, I'm 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 good now. I had paused my podcast for a little while, and I uh, after that I hit the ground running, and you know, never well, looked we're back. Ha- we're definitely happy you're back. Yeah, sure, thank you. I appreciate that because you, you never know, like life, like it could be one little thing, and it just sets you back, and you didn't even think that it, it would affect you as much as it did. So even Absolutely. to to what you were saying about your father, I think about that often too, because my dad's never really been in my life. And I'm like, well, if he never pa- if he passed away, what I how would I feel? Like, I could easily say that it, it wouldn't bother me, but mm-hmm. I won't know unless it happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I can honestly say there's nothing that prepares you for the loss of a parent, and it's like, it's a real juggernaut for sure. And and couple that with, you know, because of the pandemic rules, right? You you. We at that period of time, you couldn't have funerals. Yeah, they weren't allowing gatherings. So we literally just memorialized my father this past summer on his birthday. You know, on what would have been his 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 fiftieth birthday. You know, fifty first birthday. So crazy, man. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that that happened. Um, to get into some more dialogue. Actually, before we get into some more dialogue, so on my podcast, I always play music. And if there's an artist or somebody on, I always play something of theirs. And it was really hard to pick something. I had several songs, and I usually only play three. And I'm like, should I go old? Should I be new? Um, so, and then I was like, there, I have a whole bunch of unreleased stuff, like, you know, like from different oh, artists. Wow. And I'm like, should I? Like, um, so I've been debating. I'm going back. Like, I have a list right here. You can't see it because of the, the camera. But there's a list of songs that I'm going to play or whatever. But okay. this one I'm going to play. It's one of my favorite records. 
Um, it's by Georgia Rain. Oh. Um, and it's uh, the remix or part two, I Do, featuring Louis yeah. Guy, aka Sick Pin. So, and you produced this record. And yes, funny sir. story about this record. I don't know, the, the record's really old, right? Yeah, I think it, had, it, it definitely had some history. Yes, okay, so I heard the record. I went to the studio with her when she was out here in LA in like 2013. And she played some mm-hmm. record and she played this particular record. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing so literally every year i'm like when you gonna release it when you gonna release it (laughs) and like five years later so she actually released the record so it's one of my favorite songs like i don't believe in getting married um but if i ever got married this would be played at my wedding (laughs) i love it here we go Stay down with you, babe Even if you were broke Look at how far we came Imagine how far we'll go I guess I might have misplaced the pain Cause it seems to be gone And I think that you're the one to blame Making all this right from wrong now on apple music or spotify that's georgia rain i do featuring sick pin aka lewis sky produced by so Pierre. good so good yeah that that song is everything everything um so just to get back into some conversation so you were with a uh, grammy nominated group corner boys um yeah, yeah. how was the transition of you know the disbandment and then going off to do you know your other stuff with Rico Love and just you know on your own how, how was the transition in that well um honestly well with you brought up Rico Love Rico Love was kind of 
really the third member of the Corner Boys, if you want to be out now. But, uh, well, you would think that, yeah, for sure, because we were all close then, you know what I mean? Um, but Corner Boys originally was myself in D-Town and then two writers, um, our partner Daniel Moore, um, who's gone on to be MD for any and everybody, but yeah. currently uh, Mariah Carey's yeah. MD, uh, and our former manager, he was also a writer at the time, uh, Tyrell Bing. Um, he was the other writing component. And so it was the four of us working together. So the thing is, at times, even in the beginning of the Corner Boys, um, you know, the writing faction would get called in by other producers to write on other situations. So, you know, there was kind of like a natural uh, I don't want to say separation, but we would all kind of work. We just work with whoever, however, you know, Makes collaboration sense. has always been a part of our fabric, I guess you could say. And uh, as far as, so eventually D-Town and I kind of went off, ventured off, did our own thing. And then Tyrell came back in the picture and that, at that point serving as our management. Um, uh, and then, you know, as time went on, um, as most partnerships do, you know, we kind of just outgrew the routine of it, I guess you could say. I, I know me personally, I I got to a place where I just kind of wanted to just explore some other things and, and kind of spread my wings a little bit for sure. Um, and so that that was it was kind of an organic growing into our own spaces, so to speak. But the relationships have always been, you know, a phone call away. We we all still will see each other from time to time and whatnot. Um, the relationship with Rico resurfaced uh, some years after we went our separate ways to the point where we were all able to come back and work together again. Um, D-Town was a part of that as well down there in Miami with Division One, mm -hmm. And uh, he's still he's still working alongside uh, Rico. Um, and so they got a lot of great things going on over there at Division One, um, and yeah, so it's been it's been kind of a natural progression into our own respective spaces, you know. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, so I asked this question, and it's funny because um, I feel like the artists. Well, I've only asked it twice so far, but Candice and um, and uh, Tony both got kind of stumped in a sense about the question. So, uh -huh. um, if you could be in the Guinness Book of World Records for any song that you've done, what song would be in there? What song would be in there? Um, I guess, I don't know. That's a tough question. I can see why they would get stumped. I mean, you have different songs that perform differently, mm -hmm. and like, I don't know if that becomes the criteria and how we measure which song should be in the Guinness Book what of would World Records. What would you put in there, your personal? favorite or uh, uh that's tough too because all of these <laughs> records are these are my children i love them all um as you look at your plans no but but, I, but no i'll be honest though uh one that was kind of like a surprise for me anyways because i wasn't familiar with the genre before working with this particular artist uh romeo santos who was a huge you know bachata artist and um from the group Aventura and uh, 
yeah, I, I had no clue about just how huge his impact was. And when I did my homework before working with him, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, okay, so we're going in with a legend. I had no, no idea of what to expect in the creative process, but that song has, uh, has, has performed exceptionally well, you know, throughout the years. And um, yeah, that was, that, that was probably one of my, I guess one of my biggest uh, moments. And I was able to do that alongside Rico Love. Mm-hmm. Rico tagged me in, brought me into that situation and gave me the opportunity to be a part of that experience. That was like, huge like we i remember one one memory i'll share is that you know being in the middle of american airlines arena in miami at the time uh i think it's called something else now but the arena downtown and he sold out romeo santos showed up uh sold out that show sold out the arena for three nights in a row we went to see him perform and i swear he didn't have to sing one word any song top to bottom his fans are like amazing like super devout loyal like they knew every word that was that was mind-blowing to hear your song being sang yeah by you know ten thousand voices at the same time that's crazy yeah so my next question for you is what mistake slash lesson do you feel that you learn consistently meaning that you know you keep making the same mistake mm-hmm. even if you stop making it now but something that you had to learn over and over again until you got it um there's there's so many let me think hold on <laughs> <laughs> i feel it oh uh, you know I, I i don't well here's the thing i don't i don't believe in mistakes per se like theoretically speaking i know they're a thing i think that things happen um, through providence and through intention most times. Because even things we call mistakes are things that we meant to do in the moment, you know. But what I would take from your question is, like, what lesson continues to reoccur um, is valuing, valuing the differing nature of relationships. Like, every relationship that you're in is not a it's not a 50 50 thing you know learning to respect whatever the alchemy of the relationships in your life that that work organically like and sometimes they work because it's 70 30 but that 30 is sweet you know what i'm saying and it helps make up for whatever is missing in that 70 um learning how to appreciate learning how to appreciate every relationship, no matter what the amount of the contribution. I think that's been a consistent lesson. There's been times where, you know, I felt like maybe effort wasn't the same or reciprocal, uh, or maybe it was reciprocal, but not equally matched, yeah. if that makes sense. And But that didn't mean that the relationship itself didn't work. You know, it's just... Sometimes our expectations going into our relationships are beyond people's capacity. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that is something we have to be self-aware enough to recognize what we what we bring to the table and also what others bring to the table and be okay when it's, you know, when it doesn't meet your expectations, knowing how to navigate in and out of 
those spaces, you know, yeah, as needed. Yeah, that's something that I've uh, realized more so lately. And I'm like, mm. I've, I've ended relationships because I wasn't getting what I necessarily needed out of the relationships. Um, yeah. And then realizing that, like, like, well, that person's just not able to give that. So I should be yeah. content with them not being able to give that and get what I need from somebody else or something, you know, or, or something else for that matter. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but the relationship's dead and gone now. <laughs> Listen, but, I mean, it, it, and it, the, just the thought that, you know, we're all here for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, I think, I think that's telling in and of itself. Like, no matter how much any of us wants to be just completely independent, isolated on our own, we're all inherently built for a relationship. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, but, but knowing how to, like, you know, like you said, do the proper accounting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't accounting properly. I was giving too much to people that didn't deserve that, in a sense. But yes. at the same time, if that's just me, I shouldn't be upset with me yeah. giving so much and then them taking it because that's just me. So regardless if they were going to be, you know, reciprocal or mutual with what I was giving, they're matching the energy. I still was going to do it regardless. So there's no reason why I should be upset if they're not giving what I, what I want them to be I, giving. I do think there's something to that. Though. When you're built like you are, like to be ex- extremely generous, I think that in those cases you have to make sure. I'm the, I'm kind of I'm the same way with certain respects. It's like, but finding the people that fill us up mm-hmm. in the same to the to the same extent that we give. Yeah, that's that's imperative. Yeah, I know. It's funny. The other day, um, Tamel had hit me up and she's like, oh, can you fix this on my website? And I sent her this thing that I seen and I was waiting for her to ask for something just so I could send this a meme. <laughs> and it and it, the meme basically said, um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to help you make more money while I don't make any anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just waiting for it. She's like, you know, I would pay it. I was like, I'm just joking. I, I care less if you pay me or you don't pay me because I'm not doing it because I'm going to get money out of it. Like we have a good relationship. We're friends and yeah. like I like helping. So, but I just, I just needed to send it because I thought it was you, hilarious. You needed somebody to get that off. Yeah. Her. You were like, yeah, first person asked me for something. I'll, exactly. I'll black. I love it. Um, But um, like I asked this question before and the person that I asked it to, I felt was a little dense so they didn't understand the question. So I'm going to try it again. Mm. But um, if happiness were a coin, what would you do to get rich? So if happiness was money, what would you do to get rich? Because, I mean, we all out here trying to make money or trying to, you know. If happiness was money, what would I do to get rich? Yeah. Um. I guess I would just set my intention on that and that alone. If it, if it was coincided with that, you know, um, but happiness, I think where you would send me off on a tangent is the notion of happiness. Cause I think that that is so elusive anyway. You know what I'm saying? Do you like, believe that happiness comes with success? No, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that they are conjoined. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that happiness is its own construct that over time you learn how to 
you learn how to dwell in that space because it really does come down to being just making a decision on what state you want to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, versus allowing it to be something that is just you're incessantly chasing, you know, the notion of happiness, like defining what happiness looks like or what it is, is something that I think is subjective to each and every one of us just for us to define, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Just like success, just like what I may find successful, you may not find successful. Yeah. Um, So it really just depends on, on the person. Um, if you can give anybody a piece of advice um, that would change their life, what would it be? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself so you can so you can truly be rooted in your own authenticity. And I, I think that everything, Everything amazing and beautiful about life is, it blossoms from authenticity. I feel that. I, I agree. Speaking of authentic, um, so I know I'm not going to play any songs right now by her. But I had this, every podcast I bring her up because I'm speaking it into fruition. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So back in January when I first started this Create Your Own Story podcast. Um, the first episode I did, I was talking to my cousin on the podcast, and I was saying, I was like, yeah, my dream guest would be to have on there is Samo. Th- like, two months later, I actually got him on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, snaps. Like, it happened so fast, but I didn't take it in. I didn't appreciate it as much because I felt uh, like it came so easy and it came so fast that yeah. I didn't appreciate it as much as I, I felt like I should have or, you know? Um, yeah. But... I say that to say Brandy's going to be on the podcast. She doesn't know it yet. Ooh. She don't know it yet. There we go. Okay. <laughs> but no, I'm speaking into an existence. Listen, I'm not in the way. I'm here to agree. I'm, yes. Listen, you're manifesting. Exactly. I was telling Tony the same thing. We had <clears throat> like part of the podcast was we were just talking about Brandy and how. So I've met Brandy and, I, and I've met a lot of people over the years with, you know, Sky and Tamel or K. Michelle or, you know, just been in certain rooms. And I'm just like, I wish that I was doing something besides helping them out then, like for myself, so I could have, you know, capitalized on the opportunities that I I had in front of me, you know? Um, But, I mean, I got you on the podcast and, you know. I'm saying, look at you now, though. (laughs) So, it's not for nothing, but Brandy, I was able to be in a room with her and actually got to speak to her. And I was like nervous and I was about to leave the end of the uh, the little kickback that was for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, I got to say something before I leave. Like, this is like a once in a lifetime yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I was able to go up there and talk to her for a couple minutes, tell her that she was like the first celebrity that ever messaged me back on uh, Twitter. And then she ended up oh, following wow. me. But back then, Instagram wasn't even out yet. So I'm like, dang, why couldn't it have been Instagram? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Um, so um, fast forward, like, 10 months i actually met her mom on uh christmas eve at the um what mall was that the um topanga mall um i oh, guess they were wow. buying stuff on christmas eve and um my friend at the time wanted to go there and i thought that he wanted to go there to get a last minute christmas gift so we drove all the way over there turns out he just wanted to see some celebrities <laughs> so i was super irritated like you know 
I was like, really? That's like, just funny. go to Roscoe's if you want to see some celebrities. Like, there's going to be somebody there. He knew exactly where to go. No, he, he really did. He knew they'd be out. And he's like, well, I don't see any. And I was like, well, there's Mrs. Norwood, Brandy's mom. He's like, that ain't her. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And I was like, Mrs. Norwood. And mm. she literally, when I tell you, she grabbed my hand and we're literally walking through the mall talking, holding hands. And like, when you watch, if you watch the Ray J and Brandy show, I forget what the show's yeah. called. Like, she was really hard on them. And like, she just gave like a harder exterior. So I thought mm-hmm. that if I ever met her, that that's how she would come off. But when I say she's the sweetest person... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the sweetest person. We were just talking, holding hands or whatever. And then I was, I needed to go to Macy's, but I know that she was in Macy's. And I was like, well, I don't want to look like a stalker, so I'm just not going to go to Macy's. <laughs> but oh, I believe, uh, from what I know, I believe Brandy and Ray J were in Macy's. Uh, but I didn't want to seem like a stalker, so I didn't even go inside. <laughs> yeah, but you were already holding her hand. It, yeah, but... It would have been nothing to just continue the trip in That's there. true. <laughs> <laughs> but... So you worked with Brandy on her 211 album. It was basically like her comeback album in a sense, because um, I know that she stated before that she didn't care for the human album that happened prior to. Um, but the yeah. 211 album was freaking amazing. Um, still yeah. to this day, you can listen to every song. So how was it to be in the room with her and vocal produce and work with her? Man. Brandy, working with Brandy, first of all, that brought out my inner child giddiness. <laughs> like, you know, she's just, um, she's somebody you've been listening, if you've been listening since you were a child, yes. you know, you just like, you know that voice, you love that voice, you love everything that she does. And so now when I found myself in that place where man, I'm about, I'm about to work with Brandy. It was like, I, you know, it was a real moment. It was a real moment. I won't, I won't front. Um, so I had, in that season of time, I was working with Rico Love in Miami. And he was like, hey, man, we're getting ready to go in the studio with Brandy. Start working on records. Little did I know I would end up engineering her, like, like recording her, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And Man, when I tell you, it was like an amazing, amazing experience. Like her voice is every bit as enchanting as it as you would imagine, and um, and her personality is so like it's just yeah. so colorful and dope. You know what I mean? Like she was amazing. That was yeah. That's all I can like. Oh, so when I started recording her, and the first time I heard her like sing on the mic, I was just like, oh my. <laughs> under my breath i'm like oh my god like i'm having a complete like yeah. meltdown within and trying to still keep my professional composure because i was just like yo no nah, this is you know yeah. up to that point i've worked with female artists and i always would try to get them to sing like her yeah. you know but to be with the real thing it was like yes and and i yes. said on the podcast with uh, tony and <clears throat> after i said it i'm like oh i know Monica ain't gonna do my podcast no more because of what I said. Uh, And I'm gonna say it again because I stand by what I said. And it wasn't Uh bashing Monica at all. But what I was saying was I could understand if there was still a beef, why there was Mm. still a beef. Because when have you ever heard any singer in Everdom say that the reason why they started singing or wanted to sing was because of Monica? But everybody says that about Brandy. I, okay. 
I've, I definitely have songs with Monica too. I, I'm not shady, Monica. I, I think she's amazing. No, no, no. I've seen her several times no, in I concert. Get, I get you get what point, I'm saying. Though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get your point. There's, there's a level of virtuosity that Brandy possesses that is just, it's unmatched. I don't put anybody in a category with her from a vocal ability standpoint. She's a one of one. There is, I, I've not heard anybody with that i've heard other people with virtuosity and control but it's it's not that like what makes brandy special that that people i don't think they would ever really get or understand it's her connectivity it's you know her rhythmic sensibility you know all of that being infused into just the high level of singing intellect you know she knows how to bring a song to life it's not just it's not just the vocal release or the runs that she's doing, you know, it's like a real intentional, I want to make you feel this way. And she does it every time without fail, you know? So out of the records that you guys did with her, which one was your favorite? Uh, mm, it's a tie between Paint This House and Hardly Breathing. Hardly Breathing is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paint This Breath, House too. Hardly Breathing yeah. was like, oh my God. Because that, I mean, on Paint This House, I just contributed to, I was, I engineered Paint This House and I did the music on the bridge. That, that was my contribution to that musically. Um, but uh, Hardly Breathing was a track I was able to um, um, co-create. So yeah, that, I, I would say it's a tie between those two. In terms of how they make me feel, you know. All right. Well, let's play. Huh? I wasn't gonna play "Hardly Breathing," um, but you know, let's let's get into that because I could hear it in my head right now. So <laughs> I want to go. Hear it now. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not singing along with these two. Most videos, when I see you, you're <laughs> like singing. <laughs> Dad. It's always like a it's always a quick video of you like singing Dad. the song at the yeah. top of your lungs. Yes, at the top with no. I swear, if I had the mm -hmm. ability to be like, if I was vocally gifted, it'd be a problem mm -hmm. for, for for these R and B niggas. I'm just telling you right now. I already know. <laughs> already know. <laughs> but uh, with a little auto tune, you know, I ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> Listen, it's been saving folks since it was in existence. Yes, definitely. Hashtag Britney Spears. But here's hardly breathing. <laughs>
I actually have a playlist that I released on the 27th of or the 28th of February uh, dedicated to Brandy. It's called uh, Terrell Garnett Presents the Vocal Bible. That song's actually on that, mm. on that playlist. Um, and there's 28 songs? 27 years she's been in the business and I added an extra song because, you know, just because. That's love. <laughs> yeah. That's um, real I think love. She's, I think she did like one of the posts. I believe she did see, see it, but I don't know if she looked okay. at the track list and everything, but it took me a minute to uh, to uh, put that together because I was like, and then to place the songs where, like, I swear I should be in the industry. Um, that like, I'm are just you saying, not in? The, I'm sorry, are you not in the industry? I like I am, but I'm not. You know, like I've helped, don't get me wrong, I've helped artists. Like for instance, with the uh, Akili, that was yeah. a part of Melrose. Like on her project yeah. that she, you know, I picked one of the songs to go on there. I mean, Tamel always sends me stuff or whatever to see what uh-huh. I think of it. And then I've helped Sky yeah. out. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I've helped K Michelle too. Come on, um, come on, man. You're a tastemaker, man. Yeah, I, I guess so. I always say, though, like, the people that I uh, gravitate to, um, just in the music, like, I know talent. If I don't know nothing else, I know talent. I know when someone's going to uh, to be big. So, and that's testimony to Mel's right. album went, no, or BP went number one. And then K Michelle is, you know, doing big things now. Um, and I found out these people before, you know, they made it big. I remember I found actually a song that she gets how I found Tamel, and I'm going to play one of her songs later, later. Cause I know if I don't, she's going to tell me something, um, but, yes, ready for love. Um, oh yeah. I remember hearing like a lot of her songs leaked online and I remember ready for love. And I remember she sang it on YouTube. And this mm-hmm. was two thousand and like eight, maybe two thousand and nine. Um, mm-hmm. And I messaged her on YouTube, um, and we built the relationship off of that. And then I hadn't talked to her in like maybe six, seven months. And then um, she had a Twitter, but she never got on Twitter. So I was just like, "Well, if you ever see this, you know, I hope you're doing well." And she hit me back maybe a week later, talking about, well, "I'll be in um, L.A. in February. Like, I would love to, you know, kick it or meet." And um, that's how I met her and Sky the same day we ended up going to Roscoe's and yeah, and oh, we've been wow. close ever since. So I love it. 
stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if stuff like that happened. That was way before like social media was really like as big as it is now. There was no, there was no uh, do you, Instagram. I was thinking about it today. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember LimeWire? Yes, that was my thing. So when I was in high school, um, like 15, 16 years ago, that's how I used to make money. I used to make CDs for everybody and I would put playlists together and I would make money off of that. LimeWire oh, wow. and BearShare. Speaking of those days, I know that you worked with Tanisha Kelly and the big song. I mean, it's a big it's a big fan favorite song with the um, uh, Wish. What is it? Wish. I Wish You Love Me. Thank you. However... Um, there's like three different versions and I remember hearing a version from a girl group and I remember it was on MySpace and I didn't, and I used to rip stuff off of MySpace all the time, but I don't know. I know I ripped it off of there, but I cannot find that record, that version of it. I have the one from Le, Le, what's her name? Lachey Martin. Lachey Martin. Okay. So backstory, Lachey Martin is the original person who demoed the record. She sang it the first time. I have the demo. Um, oh wow yeah i can play it if you want but yeah, i have the demo um and i remember her because she was on um making the band yes um she was a first of all the shay martin's one of she's one of the dopest vocalists i've ever worked with for sure yeah so yeah. so so dope um but i have a lot a lot of unreleased stuff by her um mm. i i miss that like i'm pretty sure the artists don't miss it but i miss the days when the songs used to leak online <laughs> Yeah, there was something to it, right? Yeah, it kind of created like a mystique about exactly, you know, or or being able to have a niche, you know, and just yeah, because I mean, like a lot of Tamel's stuff leaked, but there was no pictures of her, so you just had to kind of guess like what she looked like, mm -hmm. and I mean, like at least over a hundred songs leaked by her, um, yeah. and just stuff by like one that you guys have done with the one chance, um, yeah, like just mm -hmm. to to name just a few artists, but like it's just you know it's crazy. I don't like I don't know how they were leaking. But they, you know, in those days, it was like, okay, so maybe like the early 2000s, we wouldn't even send music via email. It was like you would pull up on somebody with a CD, like you said, mm -hmm. you used to burn CDs. Yeah. And then, you know, once email really, really kind of took off or people were sending MP3s via email, it was like all of a sudden all of this music started leaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Man, I mean, if I had, it would be crazy if 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 you had compilation albums of all the songs that didn't see the light of day. A lot of real. the songs that didn't make are usually better than the ones that did make the albums. There, there's a there's a lot of goodness, and I'm just it thinking was about AR. I mean, the thought that this was across be like across the one. across the board with all like the amazing producers that we love. Imagine how many yeah. of their records haven't even seen the light of day you know yeah, well i got a lot like they're like it's funny though because tamel i don't know i think she probably was in the studio with you one time and was like hey can you send me a record can you send me um what was one of the ones she said i can't even think because she wanted to remake it or do something with it um i can't even think of it i want to say did you send were you the one that sent ready for love because one yeah, day i did I send that to find it i did send that i needed her to find it and she somehow manifested it so i'm yeah, that must be yeah it was definitely me um i have pretty much all the records she don't have <laughs> Sheesh. um i'm just a music connoisseur I that was like that, that uh ready for love was like maybe the third or fourth record i worked on with tamel and we literally sat in the studio and wrote that song together like 
just sat at the I keep piano. telling her she needs to redo it. Oh no, it's it's gonna make a resurgence. Yes. It's gonna make a comeback. Absolutely, because it's still years. Even to like this with day. The, the "Loving You" record, I kept telling her, I was like, "Oh, you need to do because she lo- Minnie Whippleton's loving you," and she's like, "Ah, nah." And then somebody else tells her, and then she goes and does does it. I said, "Okay, you see? just needed a second opinion, I guess." <laughs> you see, Listen, but, trust trust Terrell. You no, know, seriously, she knows. She'll be like, "Yeah, I know you told me before," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, as long as you know." <laughs> but um my favorite question that i ask everybody is if you had 10 minutes with god what would be the one question you would ask him man i would need god to explain to me what is this free will about why you know like (laughs) (laughs) just the concept to me that 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 just you know and maybe it's just a theological concept right in and of itself but like if that's supposed to be the inception of all things going awry with humanity at large yeah. or or you know um yeah i would want to know like why you know especially if you if you knew god is omniscient he knows everything the way that it's laid out right mm-hmm. um or the way that it's alliterated and, and taught to us that you know, if you knew all of that, why? You know, I would need, I, I, I would want to know that. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's I'm an like, amazing question. No, but usually nine times out of 10, any, like, whether it's a celebrity or, or just a regular day person, they always ask about their purpose. So to hear something different is refreshing, just if they're on yeah. the right track. Well, you know, I guess, well, that's, that is, I can see why people ask that because most people are, or, or most people tend to feel in the blind with respect to it. Cause even, even knowing it, there's still, there's still the desire to know, like, okay, even once you know your purpose, it's like, well, all right, now how? Yeah. I know what, but now how do I live in my purpose? Or, you know, like, how do I live out my purpose? But purpose, I think, is like one of those, man, that's one of those forever giving subjects right yes i feel like i'm just with the podcast i remember telling um i had crystal tamar from sophia fresh on here mm. and i was saying to her that i uh well, i've always wanted to work in the music industry of some sort when i was young and i wanted to have my own show and she's like oh well you're doing that now like you're doing both and i'm like oh shit like I didn't even realize, like, I am helping out new artists and stuff like that, playing music, mm-hmm. you know, and I have my own, sh- like, I didn't, I didn't realize it, and I'm like, oh, snaps, like, you're telling the truth, I really am doing that right now, so. I feel- That's the funniest part about manifestation. Yeah. I've heard you, first of all, I've heard you say this a few times throughout our conversation today, so this is what comes to me, is like, <laughs> realizing how powerful our words and our confessions are. I was like, if yeah. you say it, it's as good as done. Yeah. If you say genuine. it and it's a pure intention, like it's genuinely in your heart and you speak it, it's as good as done, you know? Yeah. So I, I so I'm needing to speak more people. Latoya Luck is going to be on the show. I'm going to have, no, I'm scared. Absolutely. <laughs> but no. I love, uh, I love Latoya too. Latoya, Latoya was like, Latoya was one of the first um artists that i was able to with the new time right 
Yeah, yeah even even before even before noontime. Well, you need to get back in the studio with her because uh, she talking about she not really wanting to make music right now. I'm like, don't don't she's just because so, you don't want to so make music. Why do we gotta suffer? I don't she's think she's such a she has such a beautiful voice. She man. really does, and just uh, yeah. So you need to hit her up, get her in studio <laughs> because we need some more music. And she's gone through something. Um, in her relationship, so I know that the music's good. usually when it's like the Mary J effect, when when they when people go through something, <laughs> the music just it yeah it's better, especially when it's R and B. Yes. Um, but um, how how was it working with Mary Mary J? Uh, that was another career highlight. That was another fan. I had a real fanboy moment in that session too. But I at that point I I kept it a little more composed because I I didn't want to be a complete cornball but <laughs> yeah. man she gave me a she mary actually gave me a compliment she was like she was she was really happy with how she was sounding in the recording process you know most most people uh in the recording process it could be a little rough you're not mm-hmm. you're not really um trying to make it sound too too good i guess so to speak but uh part of our workflow and processes to create a comfortable environment for the artists so that they can give their best performance and so that was one of the uh that was one of the highlights man and just watching her in her zone like it's mary like it's yeah, the queen i've seen it's her queen like and she has that she has I, I would say her and alicia keys to me were two of like the the most regal experiences in terms of when you come in a room with them they just they're their essence is so voluminous, like it fills up the room. You That's know? amazing. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Mary live two or three times. I want to oh, say, man. I really want to say three, but I think it was two. And both times LaToya opened for her. Um, so it was the two oh. for one special. <laughs> wow. um, I drove, the first time I drove six hours, six, seven hours to go see it, just to see. I really went for LaToya. And my mom wanted to see Mary. Um, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, and then I was like, "Oh, dang, Mary's good." Like, you know, it's and but that was when she was in her like happy in her marriage or whatever. And then I seen her at her last uh, tour where she was going through the divorce. So like, even at both like extremes, she's still so amazing. And like, she it's like going to church. I feel like that's the only way I can describe it because she gives a message and it makes you like look back at your life. Like, dang. She's she's so unselfish in her art. She just like really gives all of what she had yeah. to offer, man. And you that that's why we love her though. Yeah. That's why she is. That's why she is who we is. I think I think with respect to artists, I think uh those are the artists that are most loved, I think, are the ones that just give of themselves unselfishly. Yeah, I think that out of all of them, the person that I probably would want to have the interview with the most is Janet Jackson though. Ooh, that would be a good. It's one. just because I, I like I look at people like performances on YouTube, but with Janet Jackson, I look at her interviews. Yes. Um, because it one I learn from when I how to ask certain questions because I see how she dodges certain questions, and it's like so effortlessly like you didn't even realize that she dodged it, like she answered yeah. it without answering it. Um, um, she's from the she's from the illustrious Jackson family. Exactly. They, they made sure they were. Prepared, man. Yeah, so Joe I want to be able to. Yes, no, yeah, RP to him, but I really want to be able to get 
where it's like raw, even if it's never even recorded or no one ever hears it, just to have certain dialogue with her, like where her be vulnerable and open, that would be amazing. Because she done seen some things and been through some things. Oh, yeah. Now, the, the key is getting her to talk about it. Yes, that's the key. So, uh, if I ever, yeah, I'm I'm just going to ask it. When you. Yeah, when when you. I. Thank you, when I. So, before I ask you some more questions, I said I was going to play Tamil. So, I'm going to yes. play two songs. So, the EP, I was, like, going through, and I'm like, what song do I want to play? Because they're all amazing. But I feel that the record I'm going to play was the single. And I have a cameo in the video, if you've seen the video. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw it. Um, but uh, it's uh, Soon As. And the reason I'm playing this particular record was is because, um, I don't know, just something about it. It just feels good. Like, this sounds like a timeless record. And nowadays, when you hear music, you don't hear any more. You really don't hear timeless records that much. Not often. Man, before you ring off with that, we yeah. got to give a shout out to, to uh, Chucky Thompson, who just recently yeah, passed, passed away. away. That who We sampled his record. Yeah, Those are his face. chords in there that's that's his dna in that record so much love and respect to him he's definitely been one of the patriarchs of r&b that we yes definitely stand on his, we stand on his shoulders for sure yes i'm gonna play the record now soon as and you guys might know the sample because it was sampled it's faith evans song soon as i get home which is everybody's favorite song so <laughs> here we go soon as What you waiting for? I told you soonest. I put a foot in the house. Don't even open your mouth. You should be taking me down. Don't wanna hear no excuses. Don't wanna hear your mouth, cause I got abuses. Give me the letter that I need on throwing the two cents. I've been gone for too long. Only thing on my mind is getting some love when I'm home. Boy, I got dressed down, I had to go to work. I know you work too, cause both of us are grinding. But at the end of the day, I know for certain. When I get home, I'ma put that Love 
that record. I love pretty much all the records, but that particular one is just feels it just feels good. It's 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 a what you would say like a a barbecue record. Um, yeah, yeah, like you just you know you're gonna dance, you're gonna sing to it. It's man, gonna be played out to me- listen to Mel's vocals. Oh, that's another one, man. I'm yes. I'm so lucky that you know I get to work with her regularly. Like we've been in the paint since like oh eight. Maybe even earlier. I think I met I met Tamela in 2006 Dang. when she first moved to Atlanta. You know, fresh out of high school. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so when I tell you that relationship is has just been one of my favorites for my entire career since then. You know. Yeah, mine too. I mean, out of all the people I've met, met like it's just uh, genuine. Like she's very That's the genuine. word. Yeah, you got genuine. That's the word. Very genuine. So like what you see is what you get and like yes. you know and it's just it's it, it's an easy relationship to maintain. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So it's a testament of her and her character and how she raised. Shout out to her mom and her dad. <laughs> but um with uh everything, like I I've gone I've been in the studio with Tim several times and it's so funny. I remember I forget who we were in the studio with, but the um producer was like, Dang, like you got a cheat code to mail. Like there's something about you. <laughs> and I'm never going to forget yeah. that. Cause like, just there's notes that like she can hit. And I just can't wait to people who actually are able to see her live. Like listening yeah. to music is one thing, but actually being able to hear her sing, or even if it's just, we're on the phone talking and she's just starts singing. It's like, it's just, you, you said it. It's the fluidity of how easily, like all of that, all it's nothing for her. Yeah. Like it's just, hmm flows just yeah one of a kind voice yes i know one of my favorite songs that you guys did um don't oh gosh i don't know why i'm drawing drawing so many blanks today um i'm using not this uh i mean because it was never released so well most Mm -hmm. of her stuff ain't so hold on i'm gonna tell you what the song's called right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ain't gotta worry Oh yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, that record right there. And there's like, and she had sent me both versions, and I'm oh, just like, yeah. oh, I don't even know which one to choose. Like, cause, th- like, <laughs> I'm like, well, if you take part of the second verse of this one, put it with the first verse of this one, and then mix the the bridge. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that record is is amazing, and it'll probably never see the light of day. Uh, <laughs> who knows? You know, there's always chance for these records to have life in the future. I mean, I think that's a testament to great writing that you know you can always pick it back up one thing about it you can uh you can always take a greatly written record and reproduce it that's true you know i'm telling you ready for love need to come back out but i said i was gonna play two songs by tamel and that's actually gonna be this the second one um just because i feel like it's nostalgic um and it's one of those songs that and i keep telling her i was like like you have so many fans that don't know who you are off of this record alone. And mm. once you play the record, they're going to be like, Oh snaps, you sing that. Too. Like, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That song had a cult following, didn't it? It like, really just did a though. little underground cult following. It's just cause, and it came out around the same time as, uh, I wish you love me by, uh, Tanisha. Yes. Um, yes. this one of course got leaked whatnot, but, um, it's mm. just something about the, the record that, uh, I feel like uh, it was kind of like for for women at least. It's like one of those records that you know who doesn't want to be loved and like who's ready for it. 
it's even, that coming of age yes. falling in love and or wanting to fall in love record so i'm gonna play that i ain't heard the song in a minute either <laughs> i me either let's go let's take the trip right To the same man, sleep in the same bed every night. I wanna know a relationship, free from petty arguments or silly, senseless fights. I want the kind of love that my grandparents shared once in a lifetime, most rare. I still believe in the possibility that there's someone who's out there for I'm me. With everything in me, let my guard down. Let you know the real me. Free from my insanity. when she got it's, it's the way she comes out of that bridge for me yes i had to play the whole i had to pray to the bridge <laughs> yeah so she definitely gonna have to recut that even if it's just you know i don't know some of these are like a lot i feel like a lot of these artists um are trying to keep up with the times i'm not saying tamela's but some of these are trying to yeah. keep up with what's what's hot right now but yeah. i noticed that like the people that are staying authentic to themselves, like the Tony Braxton's or the Brandy yes. and stuff like that, are actually like you know, like Tony Braxton yeah. just had a number one single last year off of the. Yeah. I, so I mean, like if you stay true to yourself, it, it's there's a testament to that, and again Absolutely. being authentic instead of a. Uh... So my next question for you, I'm almost done, but my next okay. question for you um, is, 
what is your self-worth based on? My self-worth is based off of understanding that I'm here for a reason, that I've been afforded an opportunity to possess a gift. Um, and with that gift, I've been blessed with opportunities. Um, so I have life, I have health, I have my daughters. Um, all of those things, I think they all converge to create what is, what I would say is my self-worth, you know, knowing, knowing that I have love in my life. I have, you know, family. I feel that. I love that. So if you had the chance to be in a room with three people, past or present, and you can have a conversation with them, who would the three people be and what would the conversation be? I love these questions because these are all like manifestation exercises. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I'm so a life if, coach too, so maybe that's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I, and I hear you working. You're over here working, man. But uh, Quincy Jones, for sure. I would just sit in a room with Quincy Jones just to, and, and listen to him just talk about his life. I've read all his books. I've watched his documentaries. I've, you know, in many ways tried to, you know, do what I feel he would make some of the decision-making that I think he would make, you know? Um, but yeah, Quincy Jones is one person. Uh, man, Sam cook, if Sam cook could come back, I would love to pick Sam cook's brain. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I think he was just so ahead of his time. And unfortunately his life was cut short early, but Sam cook, Quincy Jones, um, who else? Man. Those are the two that jump out to me. Yeah. Those are two. Those are those are my two like they're in my pantheon for sure. I feel that. Who I love, you know. I love that. Um, I was gonna say something and I just slipped my entire mind. I don't even know who I was what I was gonna say. That's besides the point. Um, so that's what happens when you be thinking ahead, you know, and then you just get ahead of yourself. Um, but so, oh, I know what I was going to say. So we talked about earlier about like, you know, you're saying that like it would be crazy how um, if the producers and the, they had a compilation album of all the stuff that was unreleased, you know. So speaking yeah. of compilation albums and we have like the DJ Khaled's that are doing stuff with different artists. Do you think that you would ever do something like that or you would want to do something like that? Yeah, I could see myself doing something like that for like R and B. R and B, yeah, of course. Yeah, I would. I would do something like that. You know when what I mean? Out? Um, <laughs> listen, that would be that would be that would be actually fun. I've had I've had um, a couple people make that suggestion to me see? as well yeah. because I work with so many different artists, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it would it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be a hard thing. It would just take some focus and you know. Everything right now is come. It comes down to the, the question of having the means to be able to push it out to people. Yeah. You know, um, especially in an age where so much is accessible to people. Yeah. But at the you same got the time, right people on the you know, I, I think it'll push itself out. That's that's true. Yeah, I never underestimate the power of yeah. organic growth. Like for sure. so, 
I do. I'm gonna play this song because it's like one of my favorite songs right now. It was my. It was on my top twenty of 2020 last year. You already know what Uh-oh. song it is, Usher. Let's go. And the song, when I heard it, um, I was just like, oh, like Usher's about to come back with something. Like I already, like I heard that song and I was like, oh, his album's going to be good. Because Mm -hmm. um, the last album, like granted, I feel that all of Usher's albums were good, but they just weren't as commercial or, you know, they weren't the genre that his core fans were used to. Um, So therefore they didn't. You know, he might have had a number one single, but the album didn't perform as, you know, the other ones did. Yeah. But when I heard this record, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then to hear that he's doing like Confessions Part 2. And I was just like, oh, like it's it's about to be crazy. Um, yes. So what was it like? Well, how has it been like working with him past and then working with him again on this record? Um, Every every time I get an opportunity to work with Usher, it's it's always... He always challenges you. He always pushes you. Um, yeah, he's he's a just the consummate perfectionist about his art. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this uh, I'm I'm excited myself just as a Usher fan to hear what the yeah. what the entirety of the next body of work is going to sound like. I've heard some records from it, of course, being able to. Uh, you know, be in proximity to, you know, his best friend and, and also one of his A&Rs, Keith Thomas, mm-hmm. who actually is responsible for orchestrating, you know, uh, bad habits and making sure that uh, the right people were in the room, the right people heard the record. And he really championed that record to make sure that it saw the light of day. Um, but he's played other records from the album. And I mean, it's going to be a phenomenal body of work. Yeah, I already know. I just hope that it uh gets gets the the love that it. it I know it's gonna deserve. It, it, we pray so, man. Yeah, you you never know. Oh, that's another question. I asked Tony this question too. Well, before I play the record, um, yeah. when you get in the studio and you're creating a record, have you ever been like, oh, this is gonna be a smash? Like, have you ever just felt that and and it be true or it not be true? Um. I guess you go in with, I think if you're worth your salt, you know, you go in <clears throat> with the intention to just do the, the best job you can. You know what I mean? And the hope is that every record you make is a smash. I mean, even though we know, you know, by the numbers and by the facts that that may not be the case, but mm-hmm. I think going in with that intention is kind of the baseline of the enthusiasm that every producer goes in the studio with like, yeah, if we do, we check all the boxes and make sure that it's true here and leave, like like Quincy Jones always said, leave some, leave some room for God in the yeah. mix. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I was listening yeah. to um, Tupac, It's All About You, the other day, yeah. and I'm like, this is a fucking hit. Like, I was like, did he yeah. know? Like, it's just something about it. It's just, you know, like, I don't know. People need to, someone needs to sample that. Uh, the beat or something. something I, Cause I don't know. I gotta take a li- I gotta take another listen. To yeah, it. go like listen to that record. Cause I just something about it. Like it just, it just feels. I don't know. Good. It just makes. I don't know. It just makes me happy. Granted, they talking about like you know hoes and <laughs> whatnot. Not the lyrically, yeah. but just the beat itself. Like it's just something yeah. about it. It's infectious. But I do want to play Bad Habits because it, you know, it, I think it's a great record. And speaking of Ready for Love and then going transitioning to Bad Habits, do you believe that social media um, 
is worse on relationships than before we had social media? I mean, yes, that's a, <laughs> that's a obvious. I mean, <laughs> I mean, social media is just, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's good or bad, but it, it has some bad implications for relationships for, for obvious reasons. I yeah. mean, you know, overloading your sensory perception with so many images, you know, and, and comparison kills contentment, right? Yes. So you have all these curated realities. And of course, it does a number on all of us, yeah, whether we admit it or not, you know. It's something that it, it that's just with anything though that you consume on a consistent basis, and I don't mean consumption as in or cons- you know when you're eating anything, but just seeing certain yeah. things. Then you go to yeah. sleep, and then you start dreaming of those things, and yep. you know it's just it's crazy yep. how stuff like that, you know. So you got you got to watch what you what you speak out loud, and watch what you lo- listen to, watch what yeah, you for sure. Um, I remember sure. when I had the podcast with Samo, I was telling him that. Um, one granted he helped me so much his music alone has helped me so much but i was telling him that there's one particular song called apology that he has and in the beginning of the song like when i tell you like the stuff that he sings about like i feel like if i had a journal he stole it (laughs) because some of the stuff that he's taught i'm like how did you even know because like that actually happened to me uh when your best friend messes with your girl type stuff or whatever um Mm -hmm. and in the song, like it goes out basically saying like your apology's not good enough for me, you know, basically F you guys and he's cussing in the song and then towards the end of the song it turns into like this gospel song and he's like basically praying to God now, saying that like the next people that come into my life, like make sure that they come from you. Yeah. And I used to listen to that song all the time, sing the song or whatever. And then um I remember Months and months later, I was um, talking to a friend, and he's like, oh, who do you talk to? Like, an old friend from high school. And I was like, I don't talk to nobody from high school no more. Like, I don't care about these people. And mm. I was like, yeah, I actually have all new friends. And I was just like, wait a minute. All the friends that I have, I've met through somebody, but it all became because we were doing, like, this Bible study. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. I didn't realize until that moment. I was like, I've been singing this song saying, like, basically all these, my next people that come in my life need to come from you. And it actually happened. And so... I say all that to say, watch what you say, watch what you put out into the earth. <laughs> you, listen, you're 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 the bastion of that right now. Yeah. Like yeah, everything you talk about, literally, yeah, has come to pass. Yeah, and it's funny. Somewhere. I always I always you would joke with one of my friends, actually the same friend. I hit him up one day, and I'm and I hadn't talked to him in years since out of mm-hmm. high school, and I was like, um, and I didn't even know he had a kid. I I just hit him up and I said, "Are you having baby mama drama right now?" And he was all like, actually, I am. Like, I'm going to court about custody stuff. And he's like, how'd wow. you know? And I was like, I don't know. I just had a dream, and I woke up, and I felt like that's what was happening. And I just decided to ask you. And I was like, after that moment, I was like, I'm a prophet. <laughs> listen, listen. You got you to pay attention to yes. those, those hints there. Seriously, though. But, like, you, yeah, it's just life's crazy. So I'm going to play Bad Habits, and then we're going to send you off. Um, but yeah, here we go. Keep all of these bad habits I have 
way too many one nights, yeah I keep messing up my love life, yeah I love love, I'm just bad at it I just can't escape all of these bad habits I had way too many one nights, yeah I keep messing up my love life, yeah Every time I think that I found the one I turn around and then another one come Oh God, I be trying, baby Truth, I ain't lying, baby Every time I see my new girl is the best Man, I get another text from my ex Oh, God, it's like clockwork She come through, I take her down and buy a new purse So now you gotta pray just a little Make a way just a little Turn the day around, figure it out Don't know what all these emotions about Keep all of these bad habits I had way too many one nights, yeah I keep messing up my love life, yeah I love love, I'm just bad at it I just can't escape all of these bad habits I had way too many one nights, yeah I keep messing up my love life, If you yeah. knew, I bet I wish that I could love you, baby I keep messing up my love Love that record. Love that record. Yeah. You know what's so funny is right before you played it, the guy that co-produced the record with me, um, Rossi, uh-huh. was trying to FaceTime me. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, he's always in tune. He's always in tune. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, his ears must have been ringing. Um, right. <laughs> so, um, so what? I know people always ask you this question, but what's what's next for you, or what you know, what do you guys got coming? What do you got coming out now? And it's always a good way to just have you promote anything. But instead of asking that question of what you got coming out now, what is something that you want to have want to do next that you haven't yet gotten to do? Um. Well, I'm. I mean, with Tamel, I think I'm in the middle of manifesting one of my primary goals, which is to break and act, you know, mm-hmm. from the ground up. And after that, just doing it several more times, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just taking an artist from A all the way well into their career and, and really helping them. And why haven't you come work. to the video shoots? Um, I've probably been tied. I've been tied up out here doing uh-huh. other projects and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, and then, you know, they, you know, they'll shoot a video on a whim. They'll just, that is it'll just all, true. it all comes together really, really quickly. So if you have yeah, it, if you don't have true. that, if you don't have that freedom to just move around, you know, you have to adjust accordingly. Yeah, that's very true. And that was like, I know when they did the soon as video, that was a second video. I'm like, you just yes. wasted all that money if you don't put yeah. that video out. Listen, <laughs> and that, like, they, they just... I mean, our whole squad has just been about this whole mantra of just chasing greatness, you know, yeah. and just being focused on that, like zeroing in on it. You know what I'm saying? Like we did, we get up every day. We talk about this. We get on the phone. Like I'm on the phone daily, you know, just masterminding different things. And that's how we kind of lay out or, or cast our vision to be able to figure out our next steps that's but. funny that you said that i had this conversation with somebody and they were like oh you don't talk to like some of your other friends no more and i'm like no because it's not that there's any love loss not that anybody did anything it's just that the way my mind is set right now 
and mm-hmm. where there's a set, we're not on the same page. And right. if I continuously talk to people that are not to say that they're not doing anything, but that are not, you know, seeking to go do something great like I'm trying to do, then I'm going to get stuck there. So it's it is right. very important to speak with to have conversations and talks with like minded people or that are go getters and trying to get something so you can, you know. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? Uh, I'm all my social media is the same. It's Pierre Medor, P-I-E-R-R-E-M-E-D-O-R. Um, I'm there. And uh, yeah, you can find my, if you want to listen to old music and click on the all music link and yeah. all new music is being promoted there. But uh, my, my primary focus right now and uh, intention is focused on Tamel. Yes. And uh, I am I am working with other new artists, new and upcoming artists and just helping to develop them. Um, but a lot of them are, you know, it's 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 a it's a process, you know, but that's that's part of what I enjoy the most is working with the talent when it's just starting out and helping give them the information yeah. and the tools they need to have a successful career. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I was gonna like when I told you I didn't know what songs to play. I was gonna play. I was like, well, I can play all because of you by Marcus Houston. I was like, oh, I'm gonna oh. change by Omarion. And then I was like, and then I love the title track, "Looking for Myself." Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, I'm not sure. And then I was like, well, there's unreleased records, um, "Game Over" by Sterling Sims. Oh yeah, uh, I yeah. love that record. And then there was "Now I Know" by One Chance. So I like, I had some some stuff. Yeah, that I was just like, you got oh, "Now I Know." Yeah, I, have, I don't. I can you send, need to it send to you. that to me. Yeah, I got you. I, I haven't heard that in years. Yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was going through. I'm like, what do I play or whatever? But I was like, no, I want to play newer artists. I wanted to give Shine on Tamil and Georgia Rain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I do thank you so much for doing the podcast. I know it's a uh, my platform's. A, I feel like a little different than most interviews because I want people to see that you guys are more than what you do. Um, man i appreciate that yeah you're more than your talents you know um you guys are just like everybody else i want i want the viewers and listeners to to see that too so the questions i ask aren't always generated towards music but i still trying to bring it back yeah for sure for sure man i i appreciate the opportunity to come on and just have some dialogue with you man thank you well it won't be the last time for sure um but yeah is there any last words that you want to give out to your fans How's it? Man. How does it feel to have fans? <laughs> oh Lord, do I have fans? I don't know. Definitely you know, but... do. <laughs> no, listen, man, it's 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 peace, love, and blessings to everyone, man. I hope you guys are staying safe and just being vigilant, you know. And uh, yeah, take care of your health. Take care of your health first, you know, mental, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. I feel it. Well, yeah. We are out, y'all. that's all we have for you today i hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of create your own story with terrell garnett we'll catch you next time